Welcome to Quantum Kingdom Life Virtual Church Media. I'm David Arabidian. My lovely wife, Joanna, she'll wave here in a second. And there is the <laughs> fingers. One more time, Joanna. There we go. Merry Christmas to everybody. We're going to do a short teaching tonight. It's entitled Communion, the Meal that Heals. How many want to receive healing from the Lord? Everybody say hello. 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 There we are. So you've got a live audience here as well. We're in Central Florida. But tonight we're going to teach on communion, the meal that heals, because God's will is that you be healed so you're fully equipped unto every good work. If you had an employee and they were knocking it out of the park, you wouldn't give them a beat up vehicle to drive around and not enough gas to go accomplish their job. They're productive. You'd equip them with the best and you'd send them forth with a nice expense account so they can be productive for the kingdom. God doesn't want you broke, busted, disgusted, and barely getting by in your health. He wants you well healed and a testimony. And you might be somewhere in between where you used to be and where God wants to bring you to. And so you may be uh, out of Egypt, but you may not be in the Canaan land yet. You might be in the wilderness where God's getting the wild and us out. But he wants to take you in. He brought you out from thence to bring you in to the land that he promised you a land flowing with milk and honey. And when he brought him out of Egypt, it says this, there was not one feeble one among them. Picture this, two, three million Jewish slaves without medical assistance, no Medicare, no Medicaid. They didn't have any homeopaths, naturopaths. They had to trust the Lord. And here's what happened when God brought them out, when they partook of the last supper, the Passover, what happened was when they put the blood on the doorposts and the lentils, the death angel passed over. And when they ate the Passover meal, they all got healed because not one feeble one among them when they left Egypt. Now, if God did that under the law, how much more will he do? under grace. So Jesus, we're going to find out in the scriptures, is the Passover lamb slain from before the foundation of the world. He was broken that you might be fixed. So communion, the meal that heals. In uh, Isaiah 53, 5, the scripture says, by Jesus' stripes, speaking of the Messiah, by his stripes, we are healed. Jeremiah 33, 8, I will cleanse them from all their iniquity by which they have sinned against me, and I will pardon all their iniquities by which they have sinned and by which they have transgressed against me. We're not going to teach on this tonight. There's a difference between iniquity, sin, and transgression. The good news is Jesus pardons them all. And the word all in the original language is all. Isn't that good? It's not what you've done that makes the difference. It's what he's done. That makes the difference. On the cross, he did not say to be continued. He said, it is finished. And when he said it is finished, the word finished in the original Koine Greek language is the word tetelestai. It means bill paid in full. So if I walked into a restaurant and somebody saw me, but I didn't see them, and I ate a wonderful meal with my wife and... As that person was leaving, they pulled the server aside and said, hey, I want to pay their 
bill. So they pay my bill and I ask for the bill and they say it's already been paid. And I argue with the server saying I want to pay my bill. That wouldn't be honoring to the person who paid it. It would be dishonoring if I rejected it. Stop trying to carry your own sin, iniquity, transgression. Stop trying to carry your own burdens and sickness and disease. Pass it to him. He already to die. It is finished. Bill paid in full. Will you accept the free gift of healing? Not one feeble one among them. For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls, for it is the blood that makes an atonement for you. Remember, it's not what you've done, it's what Jesus has done. It is finished. That's Leviticus 17, 11. The life of the flesh is in the blood. So when we eat the flesh of his body when we take Holy Communion, when we partake of his blood when we take the grape juice or wine, symbolically, that creates a transfer where we get a DNA exchange. We change out our DNA of Adam, the old nature, where we were born in sin and shaped in an iniquity that our mother conceived us. We become transformed into the DNA of God, the divine nature of the Almighty, because he lives in us. We become partakers of the divine nature. How many want to become partakers of the divine nature? You want somebody else to pay the bill because they want to, and in fact, they already did 2,000 years ago. We're not going to reject the gift. Jesus said in John 6, 48, I am that bread of life. And in 1 Corinthians eleven twenty three through 31, Jesus says this, for I received from the Lord that which, or the apostle Paul said this, I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night, Passover, in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after the supper, saying, This is the cup of the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it. Do it in remembrance for me, of me, for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So this is a reminder and a remembrance. And if you remember something, you put it back together. So you might be like Humpty Dumpty that sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty back together again. But I've got good news for you tonight. We're not calling upon the king's horses. We're not calling upon the king's men. We're calling on the king himself. Amen. John 6, 48 through 58, Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate manna in the wilderness and they died. This is the bread which comes out of heaven so that one may eat of it and not die. Jesus said, I am the living bread that came down out of heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread also which I shall give him for the life of the world is my flesh. The Jews therefore began to argue with one another, saying, How can this man give up his flesh to eat? And Jesus therefore said unto them, Verily, verily, truthfully, truthfully, I say unto you, unless you eat of the flesh of the Son of Man 
and drink his blood, you have no life in yourself. So he's not talking about cannibalism. He's talking about metaphorical. He's talking about the body and the blood. An exchange takes place. We give him our old, he gives us the new. We give him our sin, he gives us a righteousness. We give him our sickness, he gives us his healing. We give him our old stinking thinking, he gives us the mind of Christ, a heavenly mind. What a wonderful place to come and exchange. When I was incarcerated, about once every six months or a year, I can't remember, they would give you new t-shirts and you'd have to show up early in the morning and you'd have to go to the laundry and you'd exchange your old t-shirts with your prison number on and they'd be, you know, you'd worked out in them, you'd worked in them, they washed, you know, 30 times and and you'd bring in those t-shirts and they'd sometimes will let you trade in three, sometimes five, and you could bring one that was as tattered as could be and when you put it through the window, it counted and they would give you a brand new one no one had ever worn. It was the law of exchange and the Lord really spoke to me, this is what he wants us to do, to show up to the window and give him what we have for him to give us what he has. But if we're unwilling to show up to the window, you had to get up early to go do it. And you had to bring something in exchange. You had to bring your worst and he would give you his best. So that's all he wants is for you to exchange. If you have a cup that's full, you can't receive anything. But if you're willing to pour it out, now it's empty, he'll fill it up. He just wants your old, dirty mess so he can fill it up with his clean drink. Is that good? So for my flesh, the word is true food. My blood, the spirit is true drink. That's me adding a couple of words. So I actually have low battery life tonight. I forgot to charge this device. So we're going to actually speed up quickly. You ready? (laughs) Jesus bled seven times from the garden. And we're going to do communion tonight, the meal that heals. This is just like some simple communion cups they've got a wafer on top, then you pull that off, and then it's got the juice underneath. And so we're going to partake tonight. We encourage you. You can do it with crackers. You can do it with, uh, you know, uh, grape juice, whatever you have to do it with. The elements are not as important as the encounter with the living God. The most incredible encounter I ever had in a communion experience was one day, it's 1992, the Lord said, I want to have communion with you. And I said, I'm in prison, Lord. I don't have the elements. I don't have wine. I don't have grape juice. I don't know where I would get them. He says, you have the elements. They are sufficient. And I looked over and I had a watered down Diet Pepsi and I had a chocolate Suzy Q's. So chocolate Suzy Q's have the white cream in them. I would never eat one now, but they were really good back then. I thought they were an amazing thing and I was younger. And so I looked over and I thought, I cannot believe this. A watered down Diet Pepsi and a chocolate Suzy Q with the whipped cream in it. And so I went, opened up the package, I cut off a piece, I got on my knees, I prayed over it, I broke bread, I partook of the Suzy Q. This may sound sacrilegious to some of you, but you've never done 20 years in federal prison and had the Lord speak to you that you have the elements. Would I recommend that you go do that today? Well, guess what? If you're in your house and that's all you have, use the Suzy Q, use it, cheese it. Use water if that's all you have. He'll turn the water into wine in real time. So here's what happened. I got on my knees and I partook of that Suzy Q, his body broken for me. And if you get a religious spirit about this, just you know, cast it out of yourself. Just get free. Because what happened to me in that encounter was I met Jesus in an encounter when I obeyed the word of the Lord. I'm not preaching diet watered down diet Pepsi and Suzy Q in place of the Holy Eucharist. I'm saying if that's all you have, God will honor what you have. He honored 
the two pennies from the woman. Jesus encountered me and I was weeping in the presence of God in that prison cell with the Suzy Q and the watered-down Diet Pepsi. But I believe he changed it into the elements in real time. If he can speak the world into existence, can't he change a Suzy Q and a Diet Pepsi watered down into his body and blood? Amen. He made heaven and earth. He made all the things and he transformed it. Now you can have all the perfect stuff and not have an encounter and you're just more religious. Or you can have all the stuff that's not in, not perfect. You can hand him at the law of exchange what you have, and he'll give you brand new stuff. And that's what happened that day. So I encourage you to get the elements. And we're going to talk briefly the seven times that Jesus bled between the garden to the cross. First, Jesus shed his blood in the garden of Gethsemane to redeem my will. Matthew 26, 19. 1 Peter 1, 18 through 19. So Jesus shed his blood in the garden of Gethsemane perspired great drops of blood because of the pressure and the stress. Maybe you have been under great pressure and stress. God is going to relieve that pressure tonight and that stress. He's going to bring healing to you. Number two, Jesus was whipped to break the curse of sickness and disease from my life. Isaiah 53, 5. He was wounded for your transgressions. The chastisement that brought us peace was upon him. He was bruised for our iniquities and by his stripes the cat of nine tails on his back that would literally pull into his back and rip the flesh off and it would fly back and blood and splatter and flesh would hit the man who was artfully putting those 39 stripes on the back of jesus if you've never seen the movie the passion with mel gibson i encourage you to look at that it's a very difficult movie to watch because it depicts what really happened and the price that really was paid for us between the Garden of Gethsemane and the cross of Calvary. Number three, Jesus' crown of thorns was placed on his brow to break the curse against our mind and to deliver us from a mindset of poverty into God's kingly abundance. Genesis 3, 17 and 18 and 2 Corinthians 8 and 9. Number four, Jesus' hands were pierced by the nails to restore total dominion to the works of our hands. So he wants to give us dominion when we use our hands to build great things, to lay hands on the sick, to be creative, to play music, to be at the computer, to code, and create a number of different things. And so Jesus... His hands were pierced by the nails to restore total dominion to the works of our hands. Genesis 1, 26 and 28 and Deuteronomy 28, 12 through 13. Number five, Jesus' feet were nailed to the cross to restore total dominion in our walk. So he blesses the work of our hands and any bad works that we've done, we take them to the cross in prayer and we exchange our bad works and he gives us good works. And when he nails our feet to the cross, he changes. He nailed his feet to his cross. He gave us the opportunity to exchange our old walk, our old ways of doing things, to walk with him. Can two walk together except they be agreed? Amos 3.3. 3. Joshua 1.3 and Deuteronomy 11.24 some scriptural basis there. Number six, the spear was thrust through Jesus' side, showing that he died from a broken heart to heal my broken heart. They put a spear through his side. It went up underneath. It 
pierced his heart and water and blood came out on the ground. Don't know if you know this, but uh, years ago, an archaeologist found the Ark of the Covenant. It was in Jeremiah's grotto where it had been parked since 586 BC. It was found in Israel and it was 30 feet beneath Calvary where Jesus had died on the cross. And the Ark of the Covenant was found by uh, John Wyatt, an archaeologist, found a number of other things. He since went on to be with the Lord, but he found the Ark and, and they had the Ark. But it was 30 feet beneath Calvary and they didn't know what it was, but there was a black substance down the inside of the wall in the cave in Jeremiah's grotto, 30 feet beneath where Christ was crucified. And they took a sample of the black substance that also spilled down onto the mercy seat and they sent it in. It was 2,000 year old blood. And it only had one set of chromosomes, only male chromosomes, the father. Isn't that fascinating? Yes. So Jesus' spear was thrust through Jesus's, the spear was thrust through Jesus' side, uh, showing that he died from a broken heart to heal your broken heart. Luke 4, 18, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me for he has sent me forth to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Psalms 147, three also. And number seven, Jesus bled on the inside when he was bruised to break every iniquity, to expel the inner drive of sin from my life. When he was beaten, have you ever been hit? And especially guys like, you know, maybe we've been in fights or martial arts or wrestling or something like that, or basketball, you get hit. And it creates a hematoma, the, the blood comes up underneath, yet there's nothing broken, yet the pressure of that hit caused you to bleed on the inside even though you didn't bleed on the outside. Now Jesus, of course, bled on the outside as well. But Jesus bled on the inside when he was bruised to break every iniquity to expel the inner drive of sin from your life and mine. Isaiah 53, 5 and 2 Corinthians 2, 21 and 2 Corinthians 5, 17. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. The word Old things are passed away. All things are become new. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. The word creation there is the word a new species of being. Do you know that we are a new species of being that no one had ever seen on the planet until the born again experience had been released? We got a new DNA, the divine nature of the almighty, Christ in us, the hope of glory. We partnered with heaven. We get a new blood. We get a blood transfusion from heaven. Now you might have the same blood in your body, What's amazing is spiritually you get the upgrade. And if you'll allow that blood spiritually to flow through you and you'll bring yours and exchange it for his, you'll get the upgrade of the universe. How many want that? That's pretty good. And here's the good news to tell us The good news is this. Jesus paid it all. Isaiah 53, 5. The atonement, we receive spiritual healing. The atonement is Jesus on the cross. He was hung up for your hangups and mine. He loved us while we were yet still sinners. Christ died for us. So the atonement includes three areas of healing. Spiritual healing, the born-again experience. Mental healing, we get the mind of Christ. Our old stinking thinking gets purged if we want to yield it up. Some people still like their old stinking thinking once they're born again. You know, sometimes, you know, you think, man, if I got saved under that guy's ministry, I'd have to backslide instantly just to get into fellowship with him, right? But... Thank God we get born again. We don't have to be into fellowship with the person we got born again through. We're in fellowship with Christ and those that are like-minded. So spiritual healing, number one. Number two, mental healing. 
And number three is physical healing. Remember, there was not one feeble among, among them when they came up out of Egypt after, he, after they ate the Passover lamb. Jesus is the Passover lamb. He's the lamb of God slain from before the foundation of the world. He's the one that says, if you eat my flesh and drink my blood, healing will come. So forgiveness, healing, and deliverance. And so here's an interesting verse of scripture, Exodus 12, 13. When I see the blood, talking about the blood on the doorposts and the lintels, I will pass over you and the plague shall not be on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. When you put the blood of the lamb on the doorpost and on the lintels, you see that? There's a, put it on the, the roof of the doorpost and the sides, there's the cross right there. Mm-hmm. Isn't that exciting? Bam, bam, bam. You're covered by the blood. Mm-hmm. The blood of Jesus says you're covered and the enemy can't touch you. Are you ready to go to the law of exchange? Let us, uh, Joanna, would you come and grab the uh, communion table? And you're actually going to see more than Joanna's hand. Oops, there we go. We're going to take this out. I'll take one. This one's for you. And we're going to have communion tonight, the meal that heals. And I want you to expect, now here's what's interesting. The Apostle Paul says many are sick and many have fallen asleep, meaning they died. And this is in the first century church when the apostolic authority was in the church where Peter's shadow is healing the sick. Paul's handkerchiefs and aprons are healing the sick and casting out devils. And in that environment, Paul says, for this cause, many are sick and weak among you and many have fallen asleep. In other words, you've even died not properly recognizing the Lord's body. And so what's interesting is this, when we don't properly recognize the Lord's body, there's different facets to it. But I just want to touch on a couple and we're going to have the communion, the meal that heals, whether it's with your Doritos, your Cheez-Its, your bread and your wine, your unleavened bread, matzah, whatever you have, God's going to meet you at that point because it's about an encounter with him and acknowledging him and honoring him. And here's what happened. When we don't properly acknowledge the body of the Lord Jesus Christ, meaning acknowledge what he's done for us, we don't bring our old t-shirts in to get the new ones. We don't bring our old stinking thinking in to get the mind of Christ. We don't bring our broken spirit in to get revived by his empowerment of the Holy Spirit. We don't bring our old broken body in that we might receive his new body empowerment in us. The other thing where we make a mistake is we don't recognize the Lord's body when we speak against other members of the body of Christ. And when we've spoken against other members of the body, we're not properly recognizing them as the Lord. Would you speak against Jesus that way? Let people make mistakes, they offend you, this and that. The good news is this, we can repent tonight because when we speak evil, we poison the body, then we take the communion, we take poison in. Wow, that's heavy, isn't it? So you ready to forgive everybody tonight and repent and not speak bad about anybody anymore and ask the Lord to put a guard over our mouth and a double watch over our tongue lest, you know, we no longer sin. So we're going to encourage everybody to now take the bread and this little amazing cup gives you this. You can buy these online too. And we're going to go ahead and take that open this up and we're going to be ready to go we're going to take the body and the blood of the lord jesus christ 
tonight. And God is going to transform this as we pray over it into his body. He's going to move it from Amazon bread and grape juice to the body and blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. How can a brown cow eat green grass, live in a red barn, and produce white milk? I don't know. I don't know, but it works. How can God transform his body and blood from elements of the earth? I don't know. I don't know how he make, took two fish and five loaves and fed 5,000 plus women and children. But we trust him to do it because he's a supernatural God. And he'll take what we do in the natural, he'll add his super to it, and it will become supernatural. So, Father, we thank you for this unleavened bread as the body of the Lord Jesus Christ that took our sins, our cares, our worries, and our sicknesses. And now, Father, we receive total healing in our spirit, our soul, our mind, in every organ, every cell, every function. And we give you the praise, honor, and glory for it right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for transforming this into your body. And as we partake of it, we yield up the things in our body. We also forgive anybody who has sinned against us. We ask you to root bitterness out of us. We renounce bitterness and we give you all of our cares right now. We command ourselves to be loosed from the cares of the world, from family issues, relationship issues. We give those over to you right now. I can feel some things even lifting out of me right now, the vicissitudes of life. As often as we do this, we should eat, we should take communion daily, not monthly or annually. Because if you do it daily, you'll be in right relationship with the Lord because you're always in a repentant state. Amen. Amen. So we partake of this, having forgiven all. And now, Lord, we ask you to forgive us. And we thank you now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. And Lord, we thank you for the new wine as the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ that delivers us from iniquity, transgression, and sin that's caused unnecessary cares, worry, sickness, and disease. So we come out of agreement with distress. We come out of agreement with frustration. We come out of agreement with anything that would pierce the integrity of the vessel of honor fit for the master's use that you gave us this earth suit in this life. And we thank you for not just healing. We thank you for regenerating where we need new body parts. We thank you for giving us new body parts where we've had problems even down to uh, you know, fungus in the toes or fingernail issues or eye issues or hearing issues. We thank you for healing us, whether it's skin issues, whether it's any sort of sickness, disease, any sort of blood disease. We thank you for hips being healed and knee, there it goes, knees being healed right now. I thank you, Father God, for causing dexterity to be restored. I thank you, Father God, for healing to come in the shoulders and the back and the neck even down to the spine, the lower back. I thank you, Father, for crown of the head, the very soles of the feet, and everything in between right now. I also come against rheumatoid arthritis right now, and I break the power of rheumatoid arthritis in your body. 
and any other sort of arthritic condition. I also break off generational curses in the area of arthritis because Jesus has redeemed us from the curse, having been made a curse for us. For a curse is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Everyone that goes on a cross is under a curse. Jesus went on the cross and became a curse for you that you might become the blessing in this earth. And so now we declare this issue of the enemy having access to your life because you have the blood on the doorpost and the lintels. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You apply the blood now because of this. The death angel has to pass over. I declare you will not be snuffed out early. I declare no sickness will come near you. No plague will come nigh your dwelling. I declare you are the head and not the tail in accordance with the word of God. We declare you are blessed and not cursed. And who what God has blessed, none can curse. So Father, we thank you for this new wine of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ that delivers us from iniquity, transgression, and sin and has caused unnecessary cares, worries, sickness, and disease. And now, Father, we receive total healing right now. Right now. Right now. Total healing in our spirit, mind, soul, and body. Every organ, every cell, and every function. And we give you the praise, honor, and glory for it right now in Jesus' name. And say, Lord, I honestly recognize your body afresh for the first time. And I accept what you paid the price for to tell us I paid in full. I won't pay the bill twice. I won't dishonor you. I accept the meal that heals. Let's partake together. Just rest in him for a second. Close your eyes and see the unseen one by faith. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. They shall be filled. The pure in heart shall see God. Lord, I thank you for revealing yourself now to those present, to me and those online that are in your presence, those listening on audio. I thank you for encountering them by the sweet presence of the Holy Spirit. Joanna, would you come and just play some music? And would you just maybe sing a cappella as well? Just Baruch Hashem Adonai. Maybe just come here and just sing with me for a second. Something's happening. This is a, a wonderful time. So we're just going to go ahead, Joanna. So, Lord, I just release your fire. I release your love as your children just rest in your presence and your anointing and your arms of love wrap around them right now Baruch Hashem Adonai Eloheinu Leulam Baruch Hashem Adonai Eloheinu Leulam Ani Hallelujah to our King. He's here.
Amen. Thank you, Joanna. What a beautiful, beautiful presence of the Lord has come. He's not done yet. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Motaka maseti gamataraboshi shireboko naramahandareboshi. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your healing balm of Gilead. Thank you for causing the death angel to pass over. Thank you for giving us double for our trouble. Thank you for healing us, restoring us, and putting us back in our positions of authority. I speak for divine reversals in the area of positions of influence to be restored in your life. As you've stayed single-minded, some mocked you to scorn and laughed at you, called you crazy, called you loco, called you a conspiracy theorist, and it turns out you were right. They don't want to acknowledge it, but they know you were right. Stand firm. God is about to take and reverse the curse, and I declare it now. And he's about to bring those that have exalted themselves low, and he's about to bring those who've been brought low and exalt them, and it's your day to rise back up. There's going to be a divine reversal. There's Joseph's who've been hindered and crushed. God's about to raise you back up and give you a position of authority. And as God does that, be merciful to those who were merciless with you because it's not about you bringing punishment or judgment. It's about them finding the Lord Jesus Christ and entering into heaven in their names in the Lamb's Book of Life. Be quick to forgive. Be quick to forgive and use your newfound authority, influence, affluence, and position to restore such a one in a spirit of meekness, lest you too are tempted. Because God raised you back up and it was His grace that did it. His unmerited favor. The eyes of the Lord go to and fro throughout the earth, earth, seeking those whose hearts are fully surrendered unto him that he might show himself mighty and strong in your behalf. Second Chronicles 16, 9. God is looking for those who've been found faithful that he might bring them in humility into this new season and give them platforms to speak and bring restoration that you might bring a word in season to him or her who's weary, that it might bring refreshing. It'd be like apples of gold and settings of silver, a word fitly spoken. Restore such a one in a spirit of meekness. Watch what God does. In the months ahead, there's a divine turnaround coming and there's gonna be some suddenlies. And when it happens, people are gonna say, whoa. That was God. That was nothing but the hand of God. And you're going to see it with your own eyes even as Anna the prophetess waited in prayers and fastings in the temple waiting for the consolation of Israel. She saw the Messiah come and you've been praying through the 1040 window. You've been praying for the salvation of your family members. 
You've been praying for breakthrough and restoration. When God does it, you're going to see it with your own eyes. And you're going to experience the Psalms 126 manifestation of the goodness of God. When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, when he set them free, we were like men that dreamed. Then our mouths were filled with laughter and our tongue was singing. We said, the Lord has done great things for us, wherefore we are glad. Even the heathen said, the Lord has done great things for them. God's going to do something so amazing in your life that even the non-believers, your non-believing family and friends that laughed at you and mocked you to scorn, they're going to say, boy, that was truly the hand of the Lord. God turned that around. Now I realize why they stayed patient, why they stayed passionate, why they stayed fervent, because now we see the salvation of their God and they're going to want your God at that point. Vindication is coming. Vindication is coming, I say. Hear it again. Vindication is coming. No weapon formed against you will prosper. Every lying tongue that rised up against you in judgment, ye shall condemn. For this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, declares the Lord. Isaiah 54, 17. Claim that promise for you and stand firm. In Daniel it says, the enemy, the devil, was given authority to wear the saints out for a season. But then the Lord showed up and turned it all around. It ain't no fun when the rabbit's got the gun. But you're going to have the blaster that brings grace and restoration into people's lives. And you're going to restore such a one in a spirit of meekness. You're going to take higher road. And people are going to be appreciative that you had patience with them, even as the Lord had patience with you and me. Well, that's all for tonight. God bless you richly. I'm David, my lovely wife. Joanna. We are the Herobedians and Virtual Church Media. Please feel free to sew a gift online or partner with us. We're getting ready to go on a large platform in January and God's moving us from the marketplace into full-time ministry. So if you feel prompted in your heart to partner with us at any level, you can partner online. We have a bunch of different ways to give. Would you help send us today? There's three types of people in Christian kingdom. There's the goers, right now we're going. There's the senders, those that send. And there's a third group, they're called the disobedient. <laughs> So you can either be a sender or a goer or a disobedient one. But uh, those that go and those that send share equally in the harvest. So thank you for partnering with us. And tonight, if you've enjoyed some of Joanna's music, you can go to our website at virtualchurchmedia.com. Click on the store link and you can go to Joanna's music under the store link and you can punch in a coupon code. You can take one of her CDs as a download. You can punch in VCM Partner Gift. And we want to gift you some of Joanna's music. Pick whatever you want there and punch in VCM Partner Gift. All one word, VCM Partner Gift, First Rule Church Media. VCM Partner Gift, 
as a coupon code and you can download her music as a gift from us to you. You can also go to soundsbyjoanna.com, soundsbyjoanna.com to take you right to the link and then click it into the cart and then at checkout you can put in BCM Partner Gift and you get it as a gift from us to you. And we just heard a great testimony tonight. Dear woman, she had gotten a CD and she went home and her CD player doesn't play on a loop. She was having some difficulty sleeping. And as she put it in, she thought she'd play the music, but somehow it played all night long. And in the day, it would only play once and stop. And the next night at night, it played all night again. And this has happened four nights in a row, but it won't work during the day, only at night. And she slept peaceful and she's been visited by the angelic and it transported her into the presence of God while she sleeps. So often people, when Joanna plays music, especially when she gets into the, the, the real deep stuff, the presence of God will come. It's soaking music. And people often say they hear angels singing like through the music or out of the piano. I don't know how it all works, but it happens. And people get healed emotionally, physically, spiritually in that atmosphere of heaven when praises go up, blessings come down. He inhabits the praises of his people, Psalms 22.3. And if God inhabits, let God arise, let his enemies be scattered. In that atmosphere, when God inhabits with music, the enemy has to flee because he cannot handle the presence of the living God. When light comes in, darkness scatters. So we encourage you to go to soundsbyjoanna.com, download some music, and VCM partner gift, our gift to you, you can have it as a gift. God bless you. I'm David. I'm Joanna. We are the Herod Media, virtual church media. See you next week. God bless.